really any type of female that wants to show up, learn something new about strength training, uh, will definitely be my bread and butter for sure. Welcome to Training Room Talk, powered by Precision Performance Physical Therapy. Here we will discuss all things related to physical preparation, including rehab, performance, and education. Hey guys, welcome back to the Training Room Talk, powered by Precision Performance Physical Therapy. My name's Dr. Max LePage. Hi, I'm Dr. Nisha Meyer. And we are back with another episode. This is going to be the third installment, you could say, of the uh, kind of Meet the Therapist podcast. So Nisha, for those of you out there who don't know, was just recently hired on and brought into the family um, at Precision. So she's actually going to be starting next week, and she just recently graduated from PT school. So um, super excited to have her here with us. Um, but obviously, we, myself, and the Precision family need to get to know her even better from a, a personal standpoint. And then for everyone out there listening, we'll have also the opportunity to get to know her better um, before or while they're coming in and seeing her. So, um, Nisha, if you just want to give us a little bit of background on you, um, where you're from, what got you into the profession, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Max. I'm super excited. I teach group fitness, so I'm always with a mic, but not in a way. I'm normally doing all the talking, so it's pretty fun to be able to just chat. Um, I'm originally from Chester Springs, so that's about 30 minutes outside of here. Grew up small town. My neighbors were like cows and horses. Um, and during my schooling, I always had to do sports. So I think that kind of set a really strong foundation that ended up leading me to PT. But uh, ever since I was in like middle school, I was playing three seasons of sports from field hockey to basketball and softball slash lacrosse. I wasn't good at them, but just like a good variation of everything. And then high school, same kind of thing, focused more specifically on field hockey, ran track for two seasons, and then I went to college in D.C., which really, I really started to explore my love for group fitness, started coaching CrossFit down there, which I'm sure we'll kind of get into, and then I realized that I really wanted to go into physical therapy, came back home to Philly and did my time at Temple, and now I'm here. So that's nice. kind of like the short and sweet of everything. Um, and so... You went down and then you decided to go into PT. What what was your experience with group fitness or with CrossFit that, what were some of the things that kind of led you to transition from that and say like, hey, I want to go to PT school and, and be in school forever? For sure. So I always knew I wanted to be in healthcare, like around high school. I think when you're starting out, you're just thinking the only thing I can be is a doctor, right? like a physician. And I always knew I wanted to help people and I really liked the sciences, but I didn't know what direction I wanted to go with it. So when I was at GW in DC, my first year, I was in those general education classes like bio with a thousand people, chemistry with a thousand people. And I just wasn't connecting well with my other classmates that everybody was like pre-med. And I wasn't, I just wasn't feeling good or supported. And so I saw there was an exercise science um, option with a pre-physical therapy focus and I didn't really know much about physical therapy because I never had it personally 
but I did get some air quotes rehab from my athletic trainers when I was in high school. And so I knew rehab was something I was really interested in. So I took a couple classes in the exercise science field, totally fell in love with it, decided to shadow. And um, I really loved what they were doing with physical therapy. Like just the way people got to know each other. It wasn't like I was coming in doing one surgery, never see you again. Like people saw each other two to three times a week and just knew more about just their injuries. They knew about their families, their friends. And that was really important to me. I think the whole purpose of getting into healthcare for me was to have a connection with someone and make a difference. So I knew I was interested then fell into group fitness because I've always just had a passion for exercise and always wanted to be on the other side of things and never touched a barbell in my life, but had a friend say, hey, there's a gym opening up if you want to work front desk, kind of do, you know, a little bit here, you're an exercise science major, why not? I said, sure. So went into the gym and never heard of CrossFit besides just what I saw on TV and everybody doing these like giant complex movements and throwing their weights on the ground. So I was terrified. I was a, I was a sorority girl. So I came in with like all colorful clothing, Lululemon headband, ready to go. And was like, what is this? And they asked me day one, do you want to be a coach? Just, I guess, for my personality. And I said, 100% yes, but I have no idea what I'm doing. So um that's always kind of been a mantra for me like take the challenges head on and just lean into it and from there i had a huge mentor who helped me get my certification she really believed in me and so we need more women teaching like weightlifting and strength and conditioning and i fell in love with the barbell it made me feel super empowered and was like wow more women should be lifting however when people would come into my classes that's when people would ask me, like, this is painful or this is uncomfortable. And I had the, the bank of exercises, but I didn't know how to change them. Or, like, why are they in pain? Or why is this not helping them? Like, where do I go? So I think that really drove me to continue to fight for my, my background in more of a healthcare realm than just going group fitness. Nice. So, yeah, I, I, obviously I think that many of the PTs in the performance PT realm have been in that coaching environment before mm. at some point and it kind of had the same realizations of the same questions like look I only know how to get people better when they're already like perfectly okay or structurally sound and yep. don't have any pain and then when that stuff pops up I don't know what to do to like deal with it um, and then so some of those questions lead you into the profession um, I feel like it's pretty interesting that you most PTs will, especially in this world, you'll say, what got you into the profession? And it was like, I tore my ACL or I hurt myself and I was in PT. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like you had more of an academic exposure mm -hmm. to PT before having had really much experience with it. Is that yeah, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of my classmates, I'm sure you can say the same, were like, yeah, I had PT. That's how I kind of ended up here. And I did get rehab when I had a couple injuries in high school. And I knew that process was like really life-changing for me. And so um, I never had actual physical therapy where I had to go in and get treatment, but it definitely was sparked by the opportunity through school to kind of shadow and, and learn more before actually getting hands-on experience. Nice. So what were the... I know you said that you were with the athletic trainers in high school whenever. Mm -hmm. 
what sports were you playing? Like, what's your athletic background? Mm -hmm. Um, And then what were maybe some of those injuries that you had to go through? Yeah, well, I was definitely the tallest girl on the field hockey team. (laughs) That sport kind of fell in for me in middle school. And I just loved it. I just felt it's a very powerful sport and it's very dynamic and there's a lot of camaraderie. So I continued that in high school. Um, I really wanted to play in college and you're kind of getting recruited during your junior year. And that's actually when I got my injury. Um, I had like a third degree ligament sprain in my ankle and I didn't have to get any surgery and there's no fracture or anything, but I was, I was definitely out for the season to get recruited. Um, and I mean, you go from zero to a hundred and that's why I think I'm so passionate about working with young athletes because you know what you're able to do and then to hold someone back and to have to start from like ground one, I was just on the bike and just like couldn't even squat and things like that. That made, it was so humbling to be in that experience, but having someone be my support was essential to stay strong. The other kind of, I had minor things here or there. I also rode horses, had a concussion, but never got like actual Mm -hmm. treatment for that. Um, And then I ran track and had like a mild hamstring strain. Now I think I have a hamstring tendinopathy, but (laughs) that's because I'm running all the time. (laughs) We'll have to take care of that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, And then so that obviously brought you towards undergrad. You went to school. You um, got exposed to exercise science, PT, and then decided to go to PT school. I think that a lot of folks, whenever they go to PT school, they go in with this, especially in the performance realm. Like we've coached before, we played with barbells, we threw them around, mm-hmm. we were athletes ourselves. Um, and then we get to PT school with this idea of like, hey, this is gonna prepare me to um, help this person snatch without mm-hmm. shoulder pain or do a clean and jerk with no knee pain mm-hmm. um, and school doesn't really address the snatch and the clean and jerk all that well yeah and so sometimes we can be left with like hey why do we why did we go through all of this process and then not touch on those those kind of fundamental things that are fundamental to us but really aren't necessarily fundamental to the system um, in terms of like educating someone to be a generalist and be able to walk into a hospital or walk into a sports performance clinic. So I know that you've actively continued to teach group fitness to stay in that realm. And um, you've been applying these concepts in a sports performance realm all throughout school. So you can specialize in that sense. But what was your experience with PT school at Temple? Um, Is that, do you feel like you walked away from that with a lot of, value or do you feel like there were things that you would have changed or things that you did that helped you um, gain more from the process? Tell me a little bit more about the PT school experience for you. Yeah, uh, I think it's so tricky depending on what side you are on things, right? So the scope of physical therapy is huge and I didn't even know this until I was actually a student and I was like, wow, we do everything from what people typically think is you know, general outpatient sport-based kind of dynamic things to also working in a hospital with someone with stroke or MS or um, even home health. Like it can be anything. So the schooling has to kind of tailor that because not everyone's going to be a sport performance-based PT. But for me, 
I feel like I worked almost backwards. Like I went to go get more certifications, CrossFit, was training, and just felt like I had this great bank of exercises, but I wanted to learn more. And I knew ex like physical therapists were exercise movement specialists. And so I was hoping to get a little bit more out of that, out of school. But I think their whole job, as they've always said, is to teach us for the boards. They want us to get certified and be safe and be licensed to be just a generalist PT. And I do think that does put a little bit of ownership on what you want to get out of the profession. I would like to see a little bit more opportunities to, you know, dive into those things a little earlier and have opportunities to find out more about how to actually program and strength train. However, I understand from a schooling perspective, their job is to just make sure that we pass and we are a general physical therapist for any type of niche that you want to get into. Um, I would love to see more strength and conditioning classes inside of schooling, uh, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes from there. It's all up to the academia world. Yeah. Um, I certainly won't hold my breath on that being yeah. too big of a part of the curriculum. And like you said, it's a... Uh, it's it's something that is to some degree a necessary evil just given like the scope of the the practice which is why things like residencies and fellowships and all those types of things are are popping up and becoming more popular but um in terms of your experience at school from like a specialization standpoint did you mm -hmm. feel like even and this can include at school or now that you've graduated and you're out of school mm -hmm. and um, working, has there been an area where maybe you did some research mm -hmm. or a particular area that you found that you specialized in? It could be a body region, a sport type, or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Well, like just a second thought on that. I think in general, everybody should be comfortable squatting, deadlifting, and teaching all like functional movements. I think that should be a standard in physical therapy in general. I think people just get scared when it has a name to it, like a deadlift or have something heavy. Um, but when I was at Temple, I did appreciate they have a really holistic approach to things, um, very biopsychosocial. Bio so you're looking at how the person physically is, mentally and socially, which we know when you're treating a person, it's not just like a robot or one piece will fix everything. Sometimes, and most of the time, it's a combination of everything. So I did some research because I love a holistic approach on sleep. I thought sleep was a really important component to not only our mental health, but our physical health. And I looked at my classmates over the DPT programs year one, two, and three, and their quality of sleep and how that impacts their health-related quality of life, mm. which is measured through um, like the SF-12, which is an outcome measure that looks at someone's mental health, physical health, and social health. And it was really interesting, I think just because it was an isolated group with physical therapists, everyone's physical health was pretty solid, uh, but their mental health was, it, there was a direct correlation with sleep. So that's something definitely something I would love to continue to explore as I'm being a PT here and working with others. I think it's so important that we look at the full picture of someone. And then regarding like patient population that I love to work with, I think when I was coaching CrossFit, so I started, I co-founded a program with my boss at the time called Girl Strong, and it was a female-only lifting program. Um, just because I noticed that I felt more comfortable learning 
different moves and weightlifting when there was only women in the gym. And I think the biggest part of why people are so intimidated is one, a supportive system and two, education on how to do something. So we started that program. It's still running now in DC. I had to leave it obviously to go to physical therapy school, but I definitely have a soft spot in my heart for young female athletes or just any female who is intimidated to lift, um, to lose weight, to just get after it. I'm, that's totally my bread and butter. That's awesome. Um, I so for me, like when I was in graduate school, I did uh, research on lateral elbow tendinopathy, right? Nice. And so it's just the most the I don't want to say the most basic, but it's a pretty <laughs> big bang for your buck. Like, okay, tendinopathy research in orthopedics yes. is um, not necessarily the most unique thing, but uh, hearing that you did a study on sleep is actually really cool because, like you said, with the biopsychosocial model and taking that perspective. Um, that stuff tends to be incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need more research on, on that, especially as it relates to um, injury down the road. So I think that that's a, an incredibly valuable perspective that you can bring there. Um, and then in terms of kind of the female athlete-centered focus, um, I think is another great thing just because as the development of CrossFit and other um, – just female sports in general have become more widely uh, accepted, more Mm. funded, more common. Um, There's less stigma associated with those things. Um, And women are picking up heavy barbells and they're squatting heavy heavy barbells and their goals are to be more muscular and stronger, which is awesome. but they are still underserved, right? There's not a ton of female performance-based physical therapists that can better understand the, you know, the biopsychosocial aspects of being a female athlete. And so having you as a part of the team at Precision is awesome. Um, but then just having you within the profession is equally as awesome because I think you're you're filling in a spot that is incredibly needed um at this at this point in time so um yeah it's really great to hear that you've been involved in that stuff because i I think that you're attacking a lot of what the um profession is missing in terms of those those aspects so um that's great thanks i just wanted to shift focus a little bit um and talk more about you from a like a personal standpoint so not as much the professional schooling mm-hmm. avenues and, and those things. So um, tell me a little bit about a five to nine-year-old. I keep giving a different range on this <laughs> podcast. But tell me about a five to nine-year-old Nisha running around the oh hills of Pennsylvania um, doing whatever <laughs> you did and then how that kind of impacted you as a person. I know you, you mentioned you were neighbors with a lot of animals and things like that. So talk a little <laughs> bit more about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's really funny. Well, I guess we'll start off with my name because it's not very common. So Nisha comes from, it's Thai. My mom's from Thailand. My dad's from here. So I'm biracial and uh, my name means independent. So I think from the very start, that was always very like instilled in me to be an independent woman and not have to need or lean on anybody. But Um, to kind of go fight my own fight. So I've always kind of been, had that personality ever ever since I was young. Um, And then, yeah, I live out in Chester Springs, which is very like farmland, 
even though I don't think it's the boondocks. All my friends say it's the boondocks because they live by the city. Um, but I always loved that. It kept me like really grounded. I was always going outside and doing things, whether that was biking or playing with my little brother. I horseback rode a lot when I was like between five to nine, if we're talking about that age. And just, I was actually really bad at sports when I was young. I was really not coordinated. Um, I got kicked out of gymnastics because I couldn't do like a somersault or something. (laughs) So from that young age, I actually like did not have a good experience with sports and then turned to horseback riding and just animals. I love animals in general. And that's when I kind of, you know, started to get my feet wet with this like, sports and growing and developing skills and leaning into failure so little little nisha doing big things with horses (laughs) five to nine (laughs) nice um and how do you feel like that's translated into later so it sounds like you're you're fairly active right as a kid Mm -hmm. um, which i think a, a lot of folks are and then how has that kind of translated forward in your life to a point of um I know you're, you're still training and, and things like that, mm-hmm. but in terms of just daily physical activity, um, things that you enjoy doing, are you still riding horses? Do you hike? What, what mm-hmm. kinds of things do you do at this point to stay active? Yeah, well, I was kind of a rebel because I was tired of being a farm girl um, when I hit like college. So I, that's when I went to DC. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna be a city slicker. And then I just quickly burned out of it. I think because when you grow up somewhere, that's kind of like your nest and your natural cadence and wave length that you like to settle into. Um, So I did go to Philly after that and spent some time. And Philly is definitely a slower pace, chiller city than D.C., which was really good for me. But I definitely needed to get back to the outdoors. And I think... COVID, even though it's been, you know, really rough in many ways, it's really shed light on things that are important. And for me, it's having outdoor space. And I just being such an outdoorsy person, I got really into hiking, got really into running. Now I'm doing like long distance running, which is new for me. Um, And just I have two golden retrievers at home. So taking care of them is like full time job. (laughs) Yeah, that yeah, I can definitely to some degree painfully sympathize with the <laughs> space thing. Yeah. Um, because obviously I still live in Philly mm-hmm. and through the, the COVID pandemic, I've moved from one apartment in Philly to an equally small apartment in Philly. Yep. Um, but within that time early on in the quarantine when I wasn't working, um, I went down to South Carolina and stayed with my parents for really two months. Um, and man it was nice to have space and to just yeah air (laughs) a backyard like i was doing like yoga in the backyard i've never really done yoga in my entire life and i'm just like doing it just trying everything yeah just because i'm like yeah exactly (laughs) like in the grass this is great um so yeah i I can definitely appreciate that i think my my exit is going to be coming soon from philly but um, we'll see where that we'll we'll see where that goes lots of land out here man i know i'm still trying to figure out where where's the place to go in in PA like I, all I know is Philly so I'm I'm scoping stuff out right now but we can uh, do a field trip yeah we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll you'll give me a tour um, cool so I, I want to just touch a little bit on before we we wrap this up what are your kind of plans for the future from obviously you're working here but mm-hmm. um, in terms of like the 
types of people that you feel like you're going to be best suited for. Mm. Um, we all kind of have our own specialties, right? Like I'm, right. I'm going to obviously more on the barbell sports side. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your background and kind of on the women's health side. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your plan for the future in terms of athlete management? Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe just in terms of kind of life in general or where you want to, where you see yourself. Yeah. Well, I definitely feel like my niche will be any type of female. And I think athlete should be an umbrella term, right? Like if you're 65, I consider you an athlete. As long as you show up and give me 100%, you're going to be my athlete. I definitely like working with more of the adolescent or young 20 female um, athletes, air quotes, because I think it's a great opportunity for me to poke some holes into any stigmas they might have on strength training or in general just it's a very vulnerable time for a woman and just having good more mentorship and support is so key and that's why it's one of my favorite ages to work with but really any type of female that wants to show up learn something new about strength training uh, will definitely be my bread and butter for sure Um, I think in general I always have had this holistic approach so I'm actually hoping to get certified in nutrition as a coach i don't think i'm going to go down more schooling from like a dietitian standpoint because exercise is my main focus but i definitely want to add another layer of being able to coach and help someone through weight loss i personally have lost like 35 pounds from college um just like from active an active life and working on diet and nutrition but that's definitely something i would love to bring here um, and I hope to get my strength and conditioning certification down the road just to continue to push myself and learn more and more about what we can do to get better. Awesome. Um, I have one more thing that I want to, that I want to bring up here. Okay. Um, I'm sure you've heard of mass at this point. I listened to the, so I did listen to your last podcast to see if you were going to throw a curveball question. And I did hear of this. Okay. So. For those of you who don't know, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, Mass is this program that has been pushed from the top down as a necessary, I guess, endeavor that you have to survive in order to be a part of the, <laughs> the family here or Good. accepted among the coworkers. I haven't gone through it personally because obviously I just started here. It's a 16-week program. I don't feel like I'm in a position where I, I even want to in endure this thing yeah um so i'm proposing (laughs) because right now it's two people who've gone through it okay we're actually technically three but troy hasn't finished but okay essentially two people who really hang their hat on this we are two people who have not completed it true and i'm proposing that we take a stand (laughs) and we end this this abusive (laughs) requirement I haven't even started my full day and you already want me to protest. Yeah. So I'm thinking, yeah, I'm (laughs) thinking that we, we, we take a stand, we end this. And I just want to know your thoughts on whether or not you're part of that movement with me. You know, this is, you got me on record here too. So what is this program again? It's a volume based strength. It's like a 16 week yeah, uh, strength, mass based. I mean, the intent is like to put on mass, right? So um, it's just an insane amount of volume on very big lifts that you do on okay. a very high frequency. Well, I'm never going to say never to anything, but on your team, I will propose that we can have another initiation type of 
challenge. That's fair. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept that. Okay, we'll, we'll rally for what that challenge might be, but um, <laughs> we'll talk. Yeah. Nisha, I appreciate you coming on and giving people a little bit more of an insight on who you are as a person and uh, your plans for the future and for how you're going to be able to make a name for yourself in this space and really maximize the value that you can give towards a population that I think is incredibly underserved, like we already touched on. Um, And you're going to do an excellent job, I think, of filling that niche and filling that gap. Um, So we're obviously happy to have you and excited to have you start here. Um, Apart from that, is there anything else that you would want folks to know about you before they come see you? I don't think so. Just know that if you're coming, I'm going to make you work, but we're going to have a lot of fun. I promise. Sweet. So for everyone out there listening, uh, I appreciate you listening. We will have our, I believe, our final episode with Nick Pergini coming up soon. Um, But I would, again, like to thank Nisha for coming on. Uh, If anyone needs to get in touch with you, where can they find you? You can email me at Nisha at precisionperformancept.com. Or you can just drop in and I'll be here starting next week, Wednesday through Saturday. Any social media links you'd want to throw? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, Nisha, N-I-S-H-A-S Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R. That's my Instagram handle. And go ahead and send me that follow. (laughs) Nice. Um, Yeah, and then in terms of getting in touch with me, max at precisionperformancept.com. And then on Instagram, it's maxlepage.dpt. So you can follow me on there. Um, and obviously follow Precision Performance Physical Therapy and all our other related content. So we will keep pumping this out and get some good content for you guys. Apart from that, I hope everyone is staying safe, staying healthy, and we'll talk to you guys in the next one. Bye. Did you know we now offer personalized remote programming, one-on-one video telehealth sessions, and mentorships for both students and professionals? If you're interested in any one of these, please email John at J-O-N at precisionperformancept.com and he can help you get started today.